Teddy Jordan, you're in. Now, I don't want another podcast to gain another listener. You bring blitzing entertainment all night. If there, if our listeners don't join in for the two brew salute, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they listened to episode four of the Go for Two. Yeah, let's go. Boys, boys, we're back. We are through another four weeks of the Ed. Ed I feel pretty good about that. I uh, I wrote that hey. from scratch, by the way. I felt pretty hey, good. Hey, well done on that. Whew. Well done. I love that you snuck in a Remember the Titans here on this Whew. podcast. We all know that's a, a podcast favorite movie from, from love all. That from the, whew, love so that movie. So good. So good. We know we know Jordan loves that one. So oh. good. Uh, but yeah, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. Go for two, episode four. We are, geez, 12, 12, 13 weeks in. Is that where we are here, boys? We are. That's right. 12, yeah. 13 weeks week in. Uh, it's been. Heading into week 14. It has been a wild third quarter of the season. We're going to get into pretty, pretty compelling stuff. Kind of, sort of. Um, <laughs> I'm Drew. I'm the host here, as always. That's why you're tuning in. My melodic voice, melodic, melodic voice. Pardon me, I've had some uh, some dental surgery lately, so if I slur any words, <laughs> I apo- I apologize. I'm joined by the original Tuber brother, Jordan White. Jordan, how you feeling tonight, buddy? Good, good. I'm I'm super excited. I'm excited. I, I'm a little disappointed because, as everyone knows, Jordan's Jordan's a Steelers fan. There were talks. There were talks about Big Ben getting ready to retire. I was rehearsing my pipes to give the "We will remember you" little little uh, tribute to Big Ben, and then uh, they pull out a big win on Sunday. So we're gonna have to put that in the back pocket. And then, of course, the football guy of the podcast, Teddy Rapantis. Yes, Teddy, hey, how you feeling? Hey, Welcome back, bro. Hey, man, it's great to be back. Always happy to be on here with you guys. Hey, that I will remember you. You could probably still save that. We might be able to still use that because there's talks of his retirement. But for right now, we'll definitely put it in the back pocket. We're gonna have to. Hey, I was gonna hey, say we're gonna have to. We're gonna we're gonna have to save it for season two of the Go for Two. We might listen. It's December. Santa Claus will be around town pretty soon. It's the best month of the year. It's the best time of the year, and that means. There's a couple weeks left, and we're heading for the playoff push. Oh, yeah, baby. Football weather is upon us. All right, so but before we get into the next four weeks, without further ado, it's story time with Teddy Rapantis, baby. Wait, hold, on. hold on, Drew. Hold on. We have a special He's going announcement. Already. Ah. We have a script. special announcement. Oh, special, special announcement. announcement. All right. Stop all right. the presses. Hot off the presses. Here we go. This is this is a surprise to Teddy. Me and Drew have been keeping this under wraps. But I don't know anything about this. We are proud to welcome Brick as the first ever sponsor of the Two Beers podcast. That's B-R-I-K. Brick is a small business consisting of two friends, Garrett and Isaac. Garrett started this company in, in his garage in 2018. And then a colleague of mine, Isaac, joined this company in 2020. So... What Brick is and what they do is they sell quality uh, pocket knives, utility knives, multi-tools, Zippo lighters, etc., including brand names such as Gerber, Remington, Smith & Wesson. 
But they don't just sell knives. No. As their name suggests, they quote-unquote gift wrap these goodies inside a four-pound brick delivered conveniently to your front door. That's right. You have to smash the brick apart to uncover your gift. So this is a perfect novelty gift uh, for this time of year, for the Christmas season. So think about if you're in any $50 or less white elephant gift exchanges or anything like that. Uh, consider a brick this year. Because when someone receives a brick, uh, you know, there there's going to be this mild confusion of like, why are you handing me a brick? And it's going to be followed by kind of like the are you kidding me giggles. And then they're going to start smashing this thing apart. And they're just going to be smiling like a butcher's dog as they smash the shit out of their brick to open their present. Now... Mine is in the mail. Drew received his, and Drew did exactly this did. earlier today. So, Drew, how did it go, man? How how was your brick? How how how, how was the hammering? It was it was pretty exciting. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, I fully wanted to smash it with my hand, but as we all know, we got we got some big events coming up this week, and God knows I can't. <laughs> God knows I don't have too many more body parts that I can sacrifice here <laughs> in the next few days. So I opted I opted for the hammer option, and uh, it was pretty fun, kind of smashing that thing to get the uh, to get the prize out of there. And I wasn't sure what was uh, what was the prize uh, that was going to be in my my brick, but not only did uh did it come with a I think it was a I'm probably going to butcher this a b- Baylade uh knife it was a uh ballade b-a-l-a-d-e but it also it also every i believe every brick also comes with a special code where you can win up to uh i think 300 dollars is the cash prize so it was pretty cool we'll, we'll post a video from our uh from our social media accounts i apologize uh it is a lot harder to smash a brick and videotape something at the same time so it's uh <laughs> it's it's definitely not teddy's uh teddy's apple video work uh that we've we've come to know and love here on the on the two beers podcast but it was a lot, a lot, a lot of fun and a pretty, pretty cool idea to uh, instead of instead of uh, stacking up your closets with wrapping paper and doing the same old thing, uh, smashing a brick to get your present. Yeah, I see. I think the prize though is three hundred. I think it's like a three hundred and fifty dollar knife. I think it's. Oh, it oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll have to double check that because they're going to be around for us for the with us for the month of December. But um, yeah, you sent me the That's video. Awesome. You sent me the video. It was hilarious. Um, I can't wait to get mine. I'm going to let my kids take a couple whacks at it. So, uh, I'm super pumped, but, um, so the, the website here is getabrick.com, G E T A B R I K.com to place your order. Uh, for the month of December, two beers listeners are getting $5 off, uh, their purchase with a promo code beer, B E E R. And final orders have to be in, uh, by December 20th at 2 PM. Uh, to be in time for Christmas. So skip the gift card this year. Give a badass gift that is sure to be a smashing success. Welcome Ooh, aboard, that, Brick. That I want to say congrats to you guys. That's awesome. I, I know that th- now I know what you mean by this being a historic moment on the podcast. Uh, you know, you guys are a year into this thing, and that, that is the coolest thing in the world that you got a sponsor right there. That's awesome. And that sounds really fun. I think I might have to look into this myself. Yeah, yeah, please do. Um, you know, support them, support us. Like I said, Definitely promo will. code beer. You'll you'll hear them on a few more episodes here leading up to Christmas. Uh, we're we're excited to have them aboard and um, have our first sponsor. So, um, you know, without further ado, let's assume positions before we get some story time. Hey, I was gonna say, but before that too, though, if you can, okay. guys, could get the rights 
to Pink Floyd another brick in the wall. That'd be perfect. Oh, oh. there it is. We don't need. We don't. Do we need rights? I don't know. Is that a thing? We could just sing it. You have the voice of an angel, so you could just sing it. That is true. Where's Steve Cancellari, our jingle guy? We'll get it. We'll get it done. We'll get it. All right, ready? Yes. Assume positions. Three, which I think is just me. Three, two, one. Um. I have a Sam Adams Winter Lager. Uh, I think this is a limited edition. Very nice. Um, and, and I've I've never had it before. Let me try. It's good. And then no, what do you good. what are you boys rocking? I uh, I'm drinking some of Teddy's Greek Mountain Tea that he mailed me uh, especially because he loves me. Um, just taking like I said, big big things happened this weekend, so I'm taking extra precautions to be healthy and as uh, mobile as possible. Smart move, man. Hey, how do you uh, – I know I sent you two of them. Now, is this your first one or your second one? Nah, it's one? my last one. I drank the first one on Saturday night during the – Okay, uh, what, is the it, what is the consensus here? It's what good. It's, like it's it? good. I did this. I did put a little honey in it this time. Right, I, I went I went raw on Saturday night, um, mainly because I, I had already made it after – and then you told me to put the honey in there. So so I'm rocking. It's good. It's nice. It's soothing. It's soothing. It's soothing. Happy to hear that. And, hey, I, I'm also – it seems like every time we record one of these things, I'm coming off being – uh, I'm either under the weather. Or I just was under the weather. I'm finally getting over a little sinus thing. I'm also drinking a tea tonight. I'm out of Greek tea, so I'm gonna have to hit up my Greek mafia guys over in a story. <laughs> That's right, baby. To pick up some more Greek Mountain tea, but I'm just rocking tonight a, a Bigelow green tea, straight up, pretty good. You gotta stop catching cooties, Ted. Getting sick uh, yeah. all the time. Jeez. I, I know, man. I know. <laughs> all right, it's story time with Teddy Repantis, baby. <laughs> Didn't, didn't Jordan say he wants you to stop saying that? Jordan doesn't. Jordan doesn't know Adam Cole, My, so he should be. He should be. He should be shunned from the podcast, just like you for Star Wars. <laughs> so you're both That's on true. even. You're both on even footing now. All right. Well, uh, this week I'll just touch on. Uh, you guys know Mike Mayock. He's the current uh, GM of the, the of the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. He used to work on NFL Network. He was kind of their answer to. He was kind of NFL Network's answer to Mel Kiper Jr. He was their draft guru their draft specialist who would come in on draft day and, you know, cover all the guys. And one cool thing I got to do at NFL Films, besides working on that playbook show, uh, I got to work and assist Mike Mayock during his draft prep for the 2008 NFL draft. Uh, you know, I interned in the fall of 07. So uh, every now and then he would kind of have me scour hours and hours of college football highlights. And I was looking at highlight tapes of Deshaun Jackson, Jake Long, um, Akeem Talib, just to name a couple of guys. Yeah. And the, the cool thing about Mike Mayock is I, I got a, a better appreciation of some of the things these draft guys go through. They sit there and they literally watch hours upon hours of game tape, break it down meticulously, details, the nuances of the game. It kind of made me understand the game in a better better way. You know, I'm, I was just a college kid, kind of didn't know the game too much just from playing it in high school. And the thing I, I like about Mike Mayock Mel Kuyper Jr. is great and all, but Mike Mayock actually played football, so I feel like he understands the game a little bit better. And uh, it was really cool just to work with him. He's a great guy. And I feel like if the GM thing doesn't work out with the Raiders, he's going to fit right back into the NFL network, pick up right where he left off. So that, that was one cool thing, getting to work with him during the draft prep uh, during that fall. Cool, man. Hours and hours of film. Yeah, li literally. For hours, he would just sit there with, with – uh, the rewind and the fast forward button, just finding highlights just to go over why a guy, you know, will excel at the next level. And the cool thing was I do remember him saying Deshaun Jackson 
uh, was going to be the best receiver in that draft, and he would excel mm. at the next level. And if you look at that draft, really, the only two big-name receivers were Deshaun Jackson and Jordy Nelson. So he kind of hit the uh, nail on the head with that you one. Are, uh, you're forgetting somebody. From 2008, who else am I forgetting? Des Bryant, I believe. No, I, I no? Think was, was he not 08? Okay. No, all he right. was 2010. He was 2010. All right, all right. My bad. I thought I thought him no, and Deshaun okay. were in the same uh, same draft. Just, but. He, he wasn't like Jaworski. He wasn't able to break the space-time continuum, so he, you, you had to help him watch film. I, exactly. I got you. I got you. I used to watch hours and hours of film in college, but that was some different kind of highlights. Hey. hey! All right, let's get into this. Let's get into All this. All right, so we're going to get into it with our quick slants. This is where we kind of talk about you know the big stories that have been going on the last quarter, um, our thoughts on the season. And in honor of Brick, I'm going to start off with the Brick play calling that I've been complaining about for the entire, <laughs> the entire pods that we've been doing on this show. The the play calling is it's atrocious. They these coaches are putting up bricks, man. Like I just run the damn ball. Perfect example. We have uh, Harbaugh on Sunday. You know, he's he, they're fighting for the one seed right now. The Ravens. You know they're barely winning games, and they 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 go down. They score a touchdown. They you know they come within one point of the Steelers. And they get cute, like, oh, you know what? Let's Lamar, Lamar's missed like three straight passes. Let's let's go ahead and go for two and run a pass play instead of just kicking the field goal and going to overtime. And and the logic that I keep seeing on Twitter is, oh well, you know, uh, they, they they couldn't stop the Steelers for three or four straight drives, so why would they be able to stop them in overtime? I'm just like, is this is this the kind of like analytical asshole stuff that we're listening to now? <laughs> just preposterous. And how many? We saw so many coaches pass up field goals on uh, on Sunday, and it's just like take the points. I, I just I don't understand. It, it is it is mind blowing how bad just the play calling's been. I, I again I don't know how much the analytics have gone into this stuff, but man, it's been bad. I, I know the Vikings missed a bunch. They they the Vikings wanted to go for two like twelve times on Sunday, and they lost a huge game. To the Lions, a game, again, a must-win game that you have to have to stay in the stay in the driver's seat of this wild card position with a tough schedule coming up, and you lose to the Lions because you go for two like t- seven times. Ah, uh, that's what I got, man. Play calling, absolutely atrocious this year, fellas. All right, I'm gonna jump in. My quick slant, um, overall theme is the NFL just sucks. Like it just is. They are not fun to watch right now. Like, like Drew, you hit it on the head there with the play calling and just, like, what are these people doing? But also just going to add to the list. Um, Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, the, the game before the Steeler game against Cleveland, he had four picks and threw four. like 30, 30-some passes for, like, 165 yards and ran it damn near 20 times for, like, 70 yards. And they won the game 16-10. to 10. Like and that's that at the time that was the one seed in the AFC. That same week, Kirk Cousins lined up under the guard in in the hurry up. <laughs> I know you love that one. <laughs> under the guard, he's he's like you Drew said, he's that. a quarterback on a team. Yeah, I like that. The guard like that. The guard's like, what the fuck? He's like, why, why is there a tickle on my bum right now? <laughs> like you're, they're trying to win a, a playoff spot. He's under the guard. Um, okay, ticking down the list. Patriots, one seed in the AFC. They just won a road game, and they threw three total passes in the game. Is this high school? Three What's going passes. on? 
What's going on? Like the there was Steelers, some strategy behind that one. The Steelers tied the Lions in Pittsburgh. The Lions were zero and ten or whatever, whatever they were. Uh, just th- have this highlight or low light. The NFC East. This, that that's it. The NFC East. Uh, Jalen Hurts <laughs> is considered good. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll get into that, we'll Teddy's that. boy. Drew, Drew and I we'll are teasing Teddy nonstop, calling him <laughs> Jalen Tebow. Jalen Tebow over here. But like, look, I, I get that. Like, when we'll get into it, he could develop. You know, he's u- using his legs, this and that. But like, he's they're in a, they're in a playoff hunt, and he can't even hit a damn pass. Mean, mean, um, mean, meanwhile, yeah. Teddy's Teddy's uh, trashing uh, Gardner Minshew. Called him. Uh, no, I love Gardner. What, what were you? What were you? What were you calling yeah, him, Teddy? I called him check. I called him check down Charlie. Yeah, you know what? Hertz can't even get through his progressions enough to be check down Charlie. <laughs> Too shy. Uh, and then you know, I've heard a few people say, "Oh, parody as usual." But then our boy Mike Tully, we, we we finally someone said it and 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 agreed with me. He said it on Twitter, like. No, these games just legitimately blow. Like, and all, it's all these coaching decisions. These coaches, they just don't have these guys ready to play. Like, they're just not yeah. ready. They're not prepared. And also, the refereeing... Sounds like just, to go off on a prom night. The, the refereeing just is getting worse and worse every year. And now with these, like, quote-unquote taunting penalties, ugh, it is just... Yeah. It is so unbearable. And, like, like the... Um, uh, roughing the passers like it's just unbearable all, yeah. all i gotta say is thanks raj Th- this this is what you built thanks but Be- before i get to my quick slant can i like respond to both of your guys uh... <laughs> yeah sure i just just gonna touch on i think i you know i guess kind of both of you with the um the coaching decisions with some of the play calling drew yeah uh i did find that it i think it's just the way that the game's kind of changing whether it's going to be good a for better or for worse, uh, a lot more teams have been going forward on fourth down and even in their own territory. So it, it's just kind of a theme that's been happening across the league. Uh, you see some of these younger head coaches, the offensive or defensive hotshot coordinators that are now head coaches are kind of taking more risks. And uh, a t- take a team like the Chargers. Uh, that's been their thing the whole year. They've gone gone for it on fourth down 20 times they've converted 12 out of 20 times which is actually a, a, a good conversion rate and uh they're they're proving that you can win games by kind of taking some risks early in the game they're taking these risks kind of in the first quarter second quarter not saying that i agree with it because i'm kind of a purist like you guys i'm a traditionalist i prefer run the ball take the points don't take too many risks and you know get your team in position to be there at the end of the game but some of these head coaches, uh, the mindset's changing. We're just seeing it across the league, and I think this is kind of why some of these games have been very close. This is, uh, I think the stat I had was um, there's been 23 games that have been decided on the last play of the game, which is the most in, in like a number of years. I forget how many years. But it's just that the mindset of the, of the game is kind of changing. More teams are willing to risk it on fourth down. And that's what we're seeing, and I think that's leading to some poor play calls. Some sometimes it leads to us thinking these coaches are making terrible decisions, but if it works out, then we're hailing them as geniuses. I don't know what you guys think about that. I, I, but. No, no I, we're not. Yeah, uh, I mean, my my <laughs> analytics are kind of taking over. It's kind of a revolution that's going on. Yeah, down, it really it's is. It's a fourth down revolution. Maybe it's just going to be one of those things where it's just a hot thing for a year, and and it changes next year. But that's what's going on this year. For that's me, a, a lot of it also. I'm I'm not. 
going for it on fourth down, uh, I can be okay with some of it, but like, as long as the play call makes sense. Perfect example. You have two two examples. You have the Denver Broncos on mm-hmm. Sunday night. They have a twenty play drive, twenty plays where they yeah. just ran the ball down the Chiefs' yep. throat with Jamal Williams. They get inside the ten. And they're Devontae. yeah, they're going for th- they they're going for and forth, and they're throwing the ball with Teddy Teddy two gloves. So like that makes no sense. He he has not he is he started off the season fine. I know we're not going to have Teddy two gloves slander on this podcast, but he has been very, <laughs> very mediocre yeah, mediocre throwing the football. So if you're putting after you have a twenty play drive, if you're not going to take the points when you're when you're already down seven, you're not going to take the points against the Chiefs there. You, you can't have you can't put it in his hand. Like you have to find a way to get Jamal Williams Actually, the ball. I think I think it was it's Javante Williams. He keeps saying. Jamal ah, sorry, just, sorry. I drafted. Yeah, I, sorry. I think they. I think it was seven to three, and if they took the points. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, it was six. seven to three. You're right. Sorry, Ted. Yeah. So but even I, but, even worse. But you're right. Yeah, in that situation, I agree. And with then and then the uh, counter to that, the ste- was it when a couple weeks ago the Chargers are playing the Steelers. They're on like their own thirty-five, and they go for it. They're going for it on fourth down yeah. when they don't need to, and they well, they throw. Throw the ball three. They throw three passes on first, second, and third down, and then it's third and short, or fourth and short, and then they decide to run the ball with the under with under an undersized Eckler. Like that's yeah. that's well, that, that's preposterous. That's one of the team. That's that's why I use them as the, the example. <laughs> they're actually the leading team that's doing that. They're they're going for it. They went. They've like I said, they've converted twelve out of twenty, and they're going for it the most on fourth down of any team, and they're doing it in their own territory. So sometimes it's not going to work out for them, but. That same situation happened with them this week against the Bengals, and they converted it, and they ended up winning the game. So I guess for Brandon Staley, his mindset is, we're going to take the risk early, and if it puts me in a position to win the game later on, then that's why we're doing it. I mean, just so, make just make the right call, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of the calls have just been terrible. I'm just like, what and, are you doing? Yeah, and then uh, right. just with the Lamar stuff, uh, Jordan, I think you're, you're right. He's been playing very poorly the last like month of the season. I think – the illness that he had and and uh, has has something to do with it, and they're just putting a lot on his shoulders. But you're right; he's played very poorly for a team that's supposed to be one of the top teams in the conference. Yeah, so now, I want I want to hear what your quick slant is. Yeah, okay. So here's my quick slant. So usually when when the calendar turns to, the, to December in the NFL, we usually have an idea of the you know of the lay of the land. Like this season, we really don't. We you know. We don't know who the best team is. We, we, we can make a case for a number of teams that are really good and some teams that are we think are good, but they're really not. But take last year. I, I know you don't want me to bring this up, Jordan. The Steelers started 11-0. We all know what happened. Oh, we all, we, we yeah. all know what happened after that. They sputtered you know, to kind of a terrible ending. Yeah. The, Bucks, the Bucks last year were 7-5 and five at, you know, at that point of the season after two straight losses. And what happened? They turned it around. They, they made a run to the Super Bowl, and they never lost again. So what I want to say is to this point right now, you could say Green Bay and Arizona are possibly the best teams in the league, I guess. And here's the trend that's been going on since 2018. So a team, teams that get the late bye have gone on to win the Super Bowl. The 2018, the Patriots had a week 11 bye. They ended up winning it. In 2019, the Chiefs had a week 12 bye. They ended up winning it. In 2020, the Buccaneers had a week 13 bye. And they won it. So if that trend holds this year, you kind of want to look at the teams that are good and have a late bye. So this year, that group, uh, the Packers had a week 13 bye. They're coming back this week. The Chiefs just had a week 12 bye. They're getting hot again. 
the Patriots, who are now the top team in the AFC, are, have a bye this week, week 14. And then Arizona just had a late bye as well. They just came off a bye in week 12. So if you think that trend's going to continue where the late, the late bye for the really good teams go on to win the Super Bowl, that's your pool of teams right there that could possibly go on to be, be Or, on Teddy, uh, yes. you, said, you, said, you said the Bucks were 7-5, and five, correct? Correct. They were seven to five. Had their there, late bye. Came back and never there's lost a team again. that's there's a team that's seven and six that's on the bye right now. Who's playing pretty good? And that is uh, Indianapolis you, Colts. That's right. The Indianapolis Colts right there. That that's a great point right there. So those that's what you want to look at. The, here, how about the Titans? The Titans are another team, I guess, coming off a bye this week as well. They could be a sleeper in that conversation. But when I when I'm looking at who's going to make the run here for these last couple weeks, look at these teams. That got this late by week 12, 13, 14, and are playing really good football. Wow. And now they get a chance to get healthy and just get into the postseason and get hot. So that, that's what I'm looking at. I like it. You, yeah, uh, good stuff, man. You, you might be too knowledgeable for the Two Beers podcast, Ted. That's uh, that's that's that's, <laughs> that's way too research. much research. That's that's that's, that's, that's research. you don't even get that research on uh, on the big time yeah. uh, the big time stuff. That's yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Good, that's if good there's stuff. one team, I know you said the Colts, Jordan. That that's your that's your. Uh, pick to do to maybe turn it around and make the run jtt for me up until this past week where we kind of blew it to seattle i would have said the 49ers could have been that spoiler team i don't know anymore because i you know you're losing to seattle seattle's four and eight and you're losing to seattle but that's just me going off topic there yep hey talking about off topic you want to you want to have or you want to know a fun stat about jtt since we're talking about the colts sure go ahead he's got more touchdowns on the season than the new york giants have Wow. I believe it. Just one word for that. Wow. You should believe it because it's right. I'm not making it up. It's a real real stat. I believe you. And and Freddie Kitchen. Hey, man, what happened to the Freddie Kitchen's vaunted offensive uh, that we were all expecting here? Hey, it's getting there. It's marinating, okay? It's go. go, Yeah, Saquon's getting about, you know, Saquon's getting about three yards of carry now. It's good. Ah, uh, so beautiful. All right, Drew, Um, let's let's get to your your program. I'm excited. Your program. Eddie, yeah. So, all right. So here's here's what we got. We got uh, last last quarter, we had a segment called Sink or Swim, where we talked about a few teams where they were kind of in that that middling zone where you know they won a few games, lost a few games, and we really looked at the next you know the next four weeks as really kind of make or break for their playoff hopes, especially in the NFC, just given how a lot of the teams were under 500 at that point and still. Couple, couple of them are obviously that are still in the hunt, but you know, just to kind of recap, uh, you know, here's here's the teams we talked about, fellas. The Green Bay Packers, which I know people are probably like, why are they even on this list? If you remember back when Adam Ro- or <laughs> Adam Rogers when uh, Aaron Aaron Rogers and his buddy Joe Rogan uh, were uh, you know going over their uh, <laughs> their COVID nineteen uh, precautions together. Now he's showing his we, toe. Yeah, we were we were we were we didn't know if if he was going to get suspended or what was going to happen to him um, when we recorded the last podcast. So we thought those the, the next four weeks were pretty critical. They ended up going three and zero. They had a bye week, so you know they kind of stayed on track. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, J.O., your squad, two and two, kind of rough. One of those losses were to who, Ted? The Detroit Lions. And who's their quarterback? Jared Goff. J.O., man, what happened here? The Vikings looked like they were, they were prime. It was right there. If they would have went three and one, that would be a different conversation. But I guess if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. (laughs) Yeah, it is important, important to notice Dalvin Cook did, uh, did hurt a shoulder. Um, they 
they hope to possibly get him back. So it's really going to be on Madison here to kind of try to pick up pick up some of the some of the volume for him while while he's out. Ted, how long is he out for? He was supposed to be out for only two games. So if, if we're going by that, if they drop this game to Pittsburgh on Thursday and they get full further out of the race, is it going to be worth it to bring Dalvin Cook back? We'll see. I yeah. don't know. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, they, they had gotten some juice together. They were hovering right around 500. Uh, one and four. Not great. Uh, womp womp. Yeah. I mean, not this probably isn't too surprising since most people didn't have the Falcons. Uh as a playoff team coming into the season, Calvin Ridley um, says he needs to take a break from the game for his mental health. Not great. Scordero got hurt, so he missed a game. Uh, I think uh, I think the coop has flown for the Falcons, and they might be in trouble. Um, Look at that. The coop has flown. Good yeah, you job. like that? You like that? Uh, nice word play. Huh. Jordan, your squad, you're another one of your squads. Crab legs, the New Orleans Saints. Oh, and four. Mm. Ouch! Ouch is right. What happened? There's ha- been a lot of injuries there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they lost Jameis. They Kamara has been out. Uh, Did I pick them to do well, or are you just saying it just because I? You had them making the playoffs to start the year. Um, okay. And uh, you know you love you some some crab legs. So I that's... wish Jameis was still here with us. Yeah. Me too. We will remember. He got you. he got that you know he got the LASIK eye surgery. Couldn't even you know capitalize on it. God. Oh. I'm so sad. Hate to see it. Um, and then the two teams that have really kickstarted it, the Colts, three and one, making some moves there. Especially now the Titans weren't on our list. They've they've lost a few here with some of their injuries uh, between Derrick Henry and uh, AJ Brown's missed a couple of games. Did he come back yet? I can't remember. No, he's he's, he's still IR out, right? Yeah, he's on the IR. Yeah. He'll be yeah. out for two more, I think. Yeah. So so they so the Colts have really capitalized. Uh, JTT. What can we even say about this guy? He's he's been phenomenal, East. dude. He's putting up. He, he's he, he's starting to remind you a little bit of Ladanian Thomason. He's just not. Yeah. He's not as active. He's not as active in the passing game. Um, yeah. But he's definitely. I mean, obviously, he's getting you know in in between in between the lines running the ball. It's a he's a little more yeah. aggressive than, it, than. It's a shame that Derrick Henry got hurt because. Both those guys in the same division oh, yeah. probably would have probably would have been battling it out to see who's going to end the season as the rushing champ. It would have been great to see, but Taylor's definitely taken the mantle while Henry's been out, and it's been awesome to, to watch. Yeah, and so they're three one. They oh man, they they had the Bucks just uh, some they did. some uh, some turnovers from Wentz and uh, the defense just just couldn't hold couldn't hold the Buccaneers uh, at bay for all four quarters. So uh, this that's a team to me if the Colts. If the Colts don't make the playoffs, man, so many games squandered on some a couple of bad turnovers. Their kicking game was a mess to start the season. I think I think uh, the kicker had what bad hips or something. Yeah, I forget yeah, exactly. Yeah, I forget exactly what his the injury was, but uh, a couple of games. Um, and last but not least, the surprise team to everybody other than our own Teddy Rapantis, the New England Patriots, my man. Let's Four and oh, we talked That's about right. them. Teddy, Teddy's Teddy was very high on them to start the year. I'm gonna let you let you do the uh, the Gronk spike on that one. You are all over the Pats. Last last uh, last go for two. I made the bold claim that I was all in on this team. They were super contenders. 
they were going to win a play. They were going to win a first round playoff series and give the one or two seed a really tough game in the second round. Well, you know what? They may be the number one or two seed now. That's right. That, that's seven straight wins, man. I'll definitely gronk spike on that. I, I, I thought Belichick coming into this year had something to prove. COVID year, lost a lot of defenders that, that took the year off. Cam Newton, a shell of himself. Mac Jones, I really liked what I saw from him coming in, coming into this year's draft. I thought he might be the best quarterback, and uh, he was the last one taken out of, I think, out of those the big five that went. So, yep. you, you know, everybody let this guy fall to, to Bill Belichick. And uh, the one big thing for them over these last four games, uh, they've only allowed 36 points over the last uh, – no, I'm sorry, over the last five games, they've only allowed 36 <laughs> points. They're getting it done the traditional way, old – you know, defense – Run the ball, Mac. Put Mac Jones in situations where he's not going to make make a mistake or turn the ball over. The you know what I I, I uh, compare it to? They're, I'm comparing this to year one of Tom Brady. Kind of when he, Brady came in, he really didn't have a lot of responsibility. They were kind of the same kind of team: defense, run the ball. Yeah. And as as each week went on, Brady got a little more responsibility. They let him rip the ball a little bit more, and I think that's what we're going to see. I know, obviously, they threw the ball three times last night. It was a different situation. But uh, I think Mac Jones is getting the Tom Brady early treatment where even Peyton Manning last night on the Manning cast said he usually gets access to every quarterback through the PR department to talk to them before the game. The Patriots would not allow Peyton to talk to Mac Jones. They want him focused squarely on football. And I think for the first couple years of Brady's run in New England – he didn't do any commercials or any media, if you guys remember that. And they won three out of four Super Bowls. So, you know, those <clears> tight ends have been big that, that they signed, the two tight ends. The receivers they're doing it with, I mean, you remember Brady's first couple of years. Who did they have? Deion Branch. Deion Branch, yeah. David Patton. Uh, j- just a Super Bowl MVP, that's all. David, well, David Patton. Well, yeah, that's, that's a, right. That's true, Deion Branch. But look at this. You got guys like Nelson Aguilar, the guys resurrecting his career, Jacoby Myers. These guys are not your, you know – top-of-the-line wide receivers that they're getting this done with. So, to me, I feel like the Patriots, they're getting it done the old-school traditional way, and Bill Belichick's just smiling and laughing, you know, all the way to, you know, privately. You know, no, you know he tries to show no emotion. We saw some laughs out of him last night. But, you know, deep down, he's thinking, well, I'll show you guys. You know, you guys want to say that I'm done, I'm nothing without Brady. Uh, look what he's doing now. You know, it's, it's great to see. I love to see it. They won. Um, they won another get, comparison oh, I'd sorry, say Jay. too is yeah, another comparison I'd say is uh, Big uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger first year they went fifteen and one, That's and right. there was there was a stat where every time he threw less than twenty passes they 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 like just had this big whatever the case was they did better with when he threw less right yeah yeah exactly That's right. so. Funny, like, you you would for think like the you, first like couple years of his career. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Like it's almost like when when if a quarterback's throwing less, they'd be more efficient and effective. Except for one guy, which maybe we'll talk about later. Except for well, one guy. Um, <laughs> Drew, wait, Drew, you also asked me to pull up some Mac Jones stats over the last four weeks. I did, uh, I did. I was curious. Eighty, okay, eighty-four pass attempts. That's including the three from last night. So four games, eighty-four pass attempts, six wow. touchdown passes to one interception. And then on the season, he's got a 70% completion percentage, 97 QB rating, and 16 touchdown to eight picks. So early, a lot of those picks came early on, and that was the early part of his rookie year. And I think he's gotten more confidence as the season got, has gone on. And, and uh, you got to give credit to the Patriots, man. I mean, it seems like they're never going to go away. How many? So wait, so tell me how many how many pass uh, attempts? 
84 pass attempts over the last weeks. four games. 84. Four did you did you did you happen to get his passer completion? Well, uh, not for the last four weeks. But okay, that's on, fine. On the, se- on the season, he's seventy percent. He's seventy so. percent. Oh, okay, because I'm looking at something for the last the last four or five weeks. One hundred and eleven pass attempts, fifty nine percent completion, uh, but three touchdowns and four interceptions. So is that I'm, your buddy? That's another you, quarter. That's that's another quarterback for another three quarterback for for another conversation. Um, three quarterback. And the Patriots just won a game. Joy Jo, you said it. They just won a game where they threw the ball three freaking times three times uh i'm still gushing i'm still all in on the pats i think they're gonna be a serious a serious threat here does that actually hurt mac jones's uh rookie of the year um no I no. don't think so. No, nah, I mean it was. They're I mean the win. The win was ins- no matter who the quarterback is. No, nah, I mean the win was insane last night. I mean it was yeah. just was. It, it was crazy. So yeah, I mean uh, the, other, the other quarterback I mean, threw it. Thir- the other quarterback yeah. threw it thirty times for a touch and, and had a touchdown. But you know what? Yeah, and they and they lost the game, and that's because that team's nothing but a bunch of pretenders. So yeah, that's fine. But it wasn't because of the quarterback. It was because of Bill Belichick's, you know, running the ball. But debatable. Can't you, listen, if you know the. As the defense, I mean, if you saw the press conference, two of the Buffalo defenders kind of uh, were a little salty. They got asked, "Are you were you guys embarrassed that they ran the ball so much and you couldn't stop it?" They kind of got up, got up and walked walked out of the press conference. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, why, listen, well, I don't understand that. Why would they get up? so pissed? Yeah, yeah you got to man up. I mean, yeah, you're embarrassed. I mean, you you know they're going to run every single play. And you you can't let up, stop it. You, you let up the longest Patriot rushing touchdown since 2004. Yeah, like so. Yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable to me. I, and some blame, I, I think, head coach Sean McDermott put some blame on offensive coordinator as well. For uh, Buffalo was in position twice inside the red zone, four times, only converted once. I mean, yeah, that's that's on the quarterback. That's on the offense as well. Because the defense did get stops when they needed to. They just let up one long rushing touchdown. The score was only fourteen to ten. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so there. Are, so the the Pats are definitely the winners of the uh, of the sink or swim uh, competition competition for sure. So any other? I guess so. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do some funsies and go through some of our preseason predictions. But any uh, anything else from the last the last four weeks that's really been a highlight? I mean, I'm, the only thing I have is we kind of left them for dead, except for Jo Kansas City Chiefs eight and four. Right back at the what, five game winning streak, they're right back. Uh, I think at the, I remember Jordan saying that they're gonna before we're gonna turn around and they're gonna be nine and four before you know. Yeah, it. he did. So, so. Uh, you know they're they're right there. You know they're really only what a game and a half back from being the best team of football behind the Cardinals. So that's right. Uh, anything different? I mean, have you guys noticed anything? I mean, to me, it's just Mahomes isn't turning the ball over, making just. Dumb, dumb decisions, and the defense has been yeah, a top five defense the last four weeks. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. The, de- you, the defense. You know, you know what changed on their defense? Uh, who did they get? Was it um, Melvin oh, Ingram from the Steelers? Ingram, yeah, yeah. Is he, you, is he you know the who, sole reason? I, I, I not maybe not the sole reason, but you know who the Steelers could have used when they had a Melvin Ingram injuries. Melvin Ingram. Ingram. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They. He put on the boo-boo face and said, "Oh, I don't want to play more." And the Steelers said, "Oh, we're so sorry." And then they traded him. And then the Steelers had just a uh, ridiculous amount of injuries and had, like, basically, you know, me and, like, ba- some of the guys in Teddy's Greek Greek mafia out there playing <laughs> playing linebacker. Yeah. And you still and, and, and you and still it's beat like, Lamar. Melvin, Melvin, we need you. And he's like, I'm with Kansas City now. So, 
yeah it didn't work out that you know they they caved into the boo-boo face and here we are so uh, you know kansas city's defense doing well and like like drew said it's the biggest glaring thing is just mahomes isn't like hey i'm patrick mahomes i can throw it behind my back blindfolded and just like (laughs) get praised for it and it's like it it stopped the turnover so yeah he's finally learned to uh it's okay to run the ball and it's okay to take the check down i mean he if the defense is not giving you the, the deep play. Now, the one crazy thing is uh, it seems like Tyreek Hill's got a case of the dropsies this year. He's got like six drops, and he's the reason for a couple of those Mahomes, Mahomes picks as well, yeah. if you've noticed. Yeah, I will. And the one thing that still has me a little concerned about having them going all the way again this year, he, he does still seem to be a little bit more inaccurate than he has been in years past. Yeah. So, again, some of it some of it's been drops, but some of like those – like he, he missed Kelsey – on some really routine throws that you've seen, you've seen him hit much harder throws in the past. And this was on Sunday night where like, yeah, like Kelsey can get fingertips on it. And I guess maybe you'd expect, maybe he could come up with an amazing catch. But if like a lot of these throws are on the money, like they're going, you know, they're going for those 60 yard touchdown plays that we're, we're accustomed to seeing them make. So, um, interesting, interesting to see how, how he looks here in the next, uh, yeah, you know, well, I guess in the home stretch here, the next five weeks. Definitely. Uh, that's the AFC. NFC. <laughs> the Washington Football Team has they they've pulled an Undertaker and completely rose from the dead. <laughs> what do you? What, do, what do you? I mean, I, I know uh, it's shocking because you know uh, Fitz Fitz Tragic was supposed to be the savior to this team, but uh, you know they lose the one game he plays, and now. They're back kind of to it. What do you guys see from the football team? I'll be honest. I I've only watched one game of theirs, so I I can't explain. It was against the the Raiders, who we've established are absolute trash. But what do you what do you guys see from the football team? That's kind of flipped the script here. I I gotta I, say, like if there's one guy I like more than Jalen Hurts, it's t- it's Tyler Heineke. I mean, it I think he's the reason that they're even in this position. Uh, if you look at a lot of these games, uh, you know, obviously the defense nowhere near what it was last year. But this guy just kind of, as long as he's got the ball in his hands, he's kind of got that moxie. He's, he's got that gamer mentality where he's going to try to bring you back into games. And, and uh, as long as he's got the ball in his hands, he's going to put this team in position to win. And, and you have to give credit to him because this is a guy that about three months ago, before the season started, he was uh, sleeping on his sister's couch, if you heard that story. But props yeah. to Tyler Heineke. I think the, the Washington football team has to look long and hard and think about maybe this guy should be the, the long-term answer. Over, over Fitz Tragic. I mean, Fitz, Fitzpatrick's about to get hip uh, surgery. He's, what, 38 or 39 years old? So I don't know how much he has left in the tank, unfortunately. Yeah. And, yeah Isn't Je- it Taylor Heineke? Taylor, I'm sorry. I, I pulled the Drew there. It's Taylor Heineke. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, all, I'll add, all I'll add there is – I don't know so much believe in Taylor Heineke, uh, pretty much not at all. But I, I do believe in Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron. Um, he he's just he's just a winner, and it's just like he's just he's just putting lipstick on a pig. You know, I I, I don't know. I do not know how he's doing it. He's all he's doing is finding ways to have close games, and then managing a way to win these games. I I don't know, like. There's again. It's I think it more goes back to the NFL sucks. So there's plenty of opportunity, especially like my bullet point of the NFC East. There's plenty of opportunity for 
them to play crappy teams, and I and they're taking advantage. Well, they got of it, five so. division. The last five games are all against the NFC East, and that's why it's going to be very interesting. They got two with Dallas, two with the Eagles, and the Giants, and that division is so bad uh, that they're really going to have a say in this. I mean, they're sitting at the sixth seed now in the playoffs, so. You got to get, yeah, props to Ron Rivera. He's, he's a winning head coach. He knows how to get his team in position. Uh, Antonio Gibson, they're finally running the ball with him a little more. He's kind of coming to his own. Uh, you got Terry McLaurin, who's a great receiver. And uh, they just got Logan Thomas back, but now it looks like he might be out again, unfortunately. But Yeah, they got they got good news. It was They thought he tore his ACL and his, ACL and his MCL, but it looks like it, was, it wasn't as bad based on what I was reading yeah. today. Um, Listen, Heineke just leads game-winning drive after game-winning drive, and you got to give there it is. the cap there. Yeah, well, and I, I will. We we were pretty awful to them the last two we podcasts, were. so let's let's give let's give the credit. I'm going to give credit to the defense. Here's the prior five weeks: forty-three points, thirty-four points, thirty-three points, thirty-one points, twenty-four points. The last four weeks: nineteen points, twenty-one points, fifteen points, fifteen points. So. The defense has definitely turned it up a notch. Um, granted, a three three of those four opponents are Panthers, Seahawks, and Raiders, but they also held the Buccaneers to 19 points. So you pl- you play who's on your schedule. That's right. Yeah, so that's exactly right. So so good for those guys. So that's uh those are the two teams. The other two teams that I had on there who weren't on our sinker swim list, but figured it was worth kind of noting on them since they both won uh <laughs> won miraculously four four in a row. So let's 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 for funsies just kind of look at some of our preseason predictions. What went right? What went wrong? And oh boy, hilariously, almost the entire NFL is on the incomplete list because <laughs> they all suck. <laughs> but what went right? Here's a couple. Uh, I think the two biggest uh, hits that we've had: the Arizona Cardinals. We we don't need to give anybody credit for who thought the Cardinals were going to be a playoff playoff team this year and and really really be dangerous but they're still they're still getting it done even with their best player who is lamar um sorry kyler murray would he missed three games three yeah. or four games uh three games yeah they're still the best they they still they ride that storm they're still the best team in the nfl at at 10 and 2 i think they went three and one without him I think that's two what and I want. Two and one, sorry. Two and one. Two and one. Yeah. And yeah. Good thing I don't do math for a living. Um yeah, two and one with Adams, so they, they hold they hold the boat there. Uh again, their defense is still still playing incredibly well, and they just have weapons all over the field. They're gonna get Chase Edmonds back here, hopefully this week, start to work him in. Um Connor's been great. Uh just fantastic. That's the Cardinals. And then the other huge hit, which we've we've talked about, uh Teddy, you, you were all over the uh, the Patriots from the beginning of the season, so you know, right. kudos kudos to you on that. Um, I don't have I don't really have any hits for you, Jo. Am I am I forgetting any of your yeah? Your, you your are because I I am and I'm close to calling. Tell them, Jordan. I, I'm very close to calling this to a T. Was I said that the Colts were going to struggle? They were going to hit midseason, turn it on, and then take over the division. And ah, that's right. We are on the precipice. I don't not the precipice, but it, it could happen in the next yeah, five weeks. I had them on the the incomplete list, but I'll, I'll give it to you. You've called what we are we, we are close. You've called close. you've called how you've foreseen their season uh, to come. So kudos kudos hey. to you. So yeah, let let Jordan get some shine here. Listen, you guys. Uh, 
this is going to be a very vague reference, but uh, 1994 WWF, Barry Horowitz, his yeah. whole gimmick was you pat yourself on the back. <laughs> Give yourself a Barry Horowitz pat in the back, Jordan. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, oh I'm, te- I'm tearing my rotator cuff doing it right now. <laughs> um, where did we go wrong? Um, oh, man. Where did a we? A lot of places. Basically, the entire we basically all picked the entire AFC West to make the playoffs. <laughs> um, listen, the Niners, Teddy, I-, I have them on the list. They, right now, they're in the last wild card spot uh, at 6-6. Yeah. Six and six. I have them on the list because you had them going to the Super Bowl. I did. Still could go to the Super Bowl, but I think you I and I think you thought they were going to be a lot more consistent and be stacking yeah. up wins here at this point in the season. If I'm correct, I, I did. And there's a couple games if you go back that they a lot of self-inflicted wounds. Oof. This this team should have way more wins than it does. They're six and six. They should at least be eight and five, eight and four. You know that, that's what I that's. There's two games there that they that they let up that I feel like that they could have done, but. Uh, they, they're still in position here. I'm not as confident as I was. They should have beat Seattle. You go into Seattle, really the, the turning point of the game was that fake punt touchdown that they allowed early on in the game. That was the difference. They lost by seven. And Garoppolo goes on a 99-yard drive, gets him inside the 10, and they get three chances at it, and they can't score a touchdown. So Garoppolo coming up short again. There's been a lot of, just like I said, a lot of, just self-inflicted uh, shooting yourself in the foot moments for this team, um, but nonetheless, they're they're a good East Coast team. When they come, they when they travel to the East Coast, they've actually had a winning record with Shanahan, and they got a couple games still to go. Uh, Cincinnati this week, they got uh, Atlanta, and I think they get Houston at home. So if they could, they got to win all three of those games because the the other two games are against the Rams and the Titans that are going to be tough ones. So. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, they're not where I want them to be, but they're still in position to uh, make a wild card run. Right. Yeah, and like I said, I, I had them on there just because the, the expectation was a, a little yeah, bit was very high. Was, In, was in very the high. words of Sheldon Cooper, shoulda, coulda, woulda, Raj. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of you, Jordan. Hey. Hey, guys. Hey. Russell Wilson and the Seattle hey. Seahawks. Hey. Oh. See. Uh, what, I guess what, I should have put that in my right category. Uh, you, what, you, what, you, what had you, happened was. You were a um, big believer in Russell Wilson and the Seahawks what? this year. What? Who? What? Um, when, well, there was this thing. Um, and then the Omicron variant. And then. Uh, <laughs> help. Whammy. Uh, <laughs> what, what's nah. up with Russ, for real though? Because I know he got injured, but here's the thing: Do we trust this guy? Is he the guy that needs a defense and a run game to be successful? Because ever since he started this, like every Russ NFL Cook, quarterback, pretty much. Yeah, I, I guess, but there's some quarterbacks like Patrick just, Mahomes. Yeah, there's some quarterbacks that no Rodgers. I mean, there's guys that d- don't need to have all that to to be successful. But Russ is is kind of an athletic, smaller quarterback. Drew Brees was more, was more of a pocket passer with the, with the accurate uh, passer and, and Russ is kind of a guy that relies on the on his on his legs and as he gets older here I mean do you see this guy just is it just a bad year with injuries or will he resurrect his, his career somewhere else I think he's really good and he's a winner and yeah. I I would like to see him get away from Pete Carroll okay fair enough um they're like uh, yeah, I, I just I'd, I'd like. Is to, it just time has run out over there? It's run its course, pretty much. The I, I it, well, and we talk about it, you know, with 
again, these coaches who – and I'll use the Niners. How, how did the Niners get back into it, right? Like, they have they have a young coach who's smart, and they decided to not be who they were on film. And specifically, they said, Debo Samuel, we know you're, like, our one of our top running backs but or, or wide receivers, but – all we're gonna purpose. start. We're yeah. We're gonna start giving you the Cordero treatment and moving you all over the place to create mismatches, and they went on a tear. Like teams just yeah. couldn't handle it. Um, so in Seattle, like, what are they doing other than be who they've always been? And yeah. Russ is basically just trying to flick it out to uh, DK Metcalf and. Tyler and, Lockett, and, and I mean, Metcalf it's just, has disappeared. It yes, seems like. he really has. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, what what are they doing different? What are they like? like Russ is banged up, and they're just they're they're. I, I don't know. I just they, they they're mediocre at running the ball. You get Russ out, you know, running for his life, and DK could be on the total opposite side of the field. So, uh, you know, I. I I got nothing. I, I lost on that one. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder if it's it, it like you said. It's a he's a he just needs a new he needs a change of scenery. That's what he needs basically. He'll be an eagle next year, so he's gonna get it. Okay. Let's see if that happens. That's that's what I think will happen. Um, yeah. So fair to say, Seattle, Seattle's not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, huh, so let's go to some of my misses here. I did think the Panthers would be in the playoffs. Uh, still, still an outside shot of that happening. Just the way that the NFC is stacked at five and seven. Um, because oh, I, ba- meant to, I meant to put that on my crappy NFL. Cam Newton went five of twenty-one. Oh uh, yeah, they. Well, I, I I love how he has that first game, just like back, his, baby. just like his first game with the Pats, and everybody's I'm like, back. everybody, Stephen A, all these guys. <laughs> we told you, we told you, Cam can still play in the NFL. Just like you know, uh, people talk about what's his face cap. It's like we told you, we told. And now the last three games, like I I haven't yeah. heard anybody. Everyone's quiet. Like you know. What's going on? My, my favorite meme of that was like the golfing meme, where it's like when you when you birdie, uh, you know, number three, and then rattle off six, uh, five or six straight double bogeys heading into the turn. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> yeah. I'm back. Uh, well, well, we'll see. Uh, injuries have also played a little bit of a part in that too, because CMC got injured. Uh, then he came Shocker. back. Yeah. Then he came back, and then he, uh, you know, now he's out for the year again. So, not great. I thought I was going to be riding high on on that pick with the the Cardinals here. Uh, still shot, Panthers. but it's not looking good. And I did think that the Chicago Bears were going to be in the playoff hunt until the last game of the season. Four, four and eight's just not Jeez. not not going to cut it here. Uh, Minus eighty six. Jesus, minus. They have a minus eighty six point differential, but let's be honest. Like half of that is is, is, is from the game against the Bucks, where they lost like fifty to three, which that's I still true. I I still can't believe that happened. But uh, that's very true. Just not. Just yeah. Just just two. You know, Fields just was not as good as I thought he'd be here in his rookie season. I thought he might buck the trend a little bit of the Ohio State quarterback. 
I huh, still have. Say weird. Yeah, I, you're right. Another Ohio State. Yeah, you're right. I I, st- so, I see what you did there. Buck the trend. All yeah, right. there you go. See, I I'm on fire tonight, guys. I'm on fire. So you. you can drill all the holes in my teeth and uh, you know herniate as many discs as you want in my spine, but I'm still gonna be rocking. Almost as on fire as the uh, dumpster that is the uh, Chicago Bears QB situation. That is right. Now. That is so. Yeah. Right. What happened to your boy Dalton, Jordan? I mean, I thought this guy was. Uh, what do you have? Four oh, interceptions. Uh, listen, if they stuck with him the whole year, he'd be great. Debatable. <laughs> Debatable. Shoulda, Debatable. All right. So here's some incompletes. Like I joked, it's a lot of teams. But Chargers-Bengals, Frisky versus Pesky. This was uh, a fun thing we did on the first pod where, yeah. you know, we thought, we thought the Chargers were going to be a Frisky team. That was going to not only compete for the playoffs, Ted. You you thought they were really going to push uh, the chart or the the Chiefs for that division. It's yeah. still kind of. Sh- I mean, yeah. Again, the Chiefs have, have kind of come Probably back. Pretty pretty they accurate have a head-to-head description. Head-to-head win. Yeah, they yeah. have a head. Yeah, I was gonna say they're 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 yeah they're they're there uh, again. Me and me and Jo were were high. Uh, that was I think that was one one team where we were all kind of on board with where they where they would be. Still an eight game back. Um again that entire the AFC West, probably the best division in football with from from top to bottom right now. I guess if you look if you go by the standings. Yeah. And uh yeah, so they're they're there. So they have certainly been uh been frisky. And then it's the Bengals. They're seven and five. So we you know, we uh me me and J.O. tried to slow your 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 roll a little bit on them, Ted. Uh at when we, we thought they were just gonna be kind of an annoying team that, you know, would probably end up with like five, with like six wins. Uh they're seven and five right now. Had yeah. some bad losses. Um They did, yeah. The Jets, right? They lost to the Jets. Lost just, oh, This yeah. game against the Chargers that they just lost to, I mean, they were in position until Mixon fumbles the ball right in their own territory, gets returned. They were up twenty one nothing, right? I don't know if they were up twenty one nothing. Twenty one three. They were up something, something crazy. Like yeah. Yeah, and but they were they were uh, in control, ready to go in and uh, and take the lead, and then uh, just that fumble, return for six. Yeah, that was it. Dagger. That was all she wrote. So, uh, so so the jury the jury is still out on both of those teams to see if they end up making the playoffs. Right now, said. yeah. Right now they're in the they're in the what the five and six spot, right? Both of them. Is the, that? They're both in, yeah, they're both in the playoffs right now. If it ended today, I should probably instead of looking at the uh, divisions, I should probably be looking at the playoff. Uh, no, it's okay. Yeah, it, it, I'm pretty sure that the Chargers are five and the Bengals are six right now. Uh, you are correct. That's why we bring you on this podcast. Oof, and the Bills are sitting it. at seven. Oof. Yes, they are. Um, we talked about the Redskins in, incomplete. You you guys thought the football oh, the skin, Sorry, the, you guys thought the football team were gonna. Be the win the NFC East. I kind of laughed that they off. They still can. They still can. Yeah, it's not. It's not crazy. Um, so the jury again. Jury's still out on those guys. We've already kind of talked about them. Uh, me and Jordan's favorite topic: Matthew Stafford. Jury is still out on this guy for for five weeks. What five six weeks? Teddy, you were all Stafford. We told you. We told you. This is what he does. Get him out of Detroit. Get him out of Detroit. This is what happens. And, and then, there was multiple woo! NFL players that said he was a gifted passer. If we forget that too. And then those last, then the next four weeks, my God, he yeah. reverted back to Detroit. It's funny. I guess you can Detroit. take the, uh, yeah, you can take the, the. Oh, I can't think of a clever the quarterback here. out of Detroit, but you can't take the Detroit out of the quarterback. I was gonna say it, but I was gonna do something with like Stafford. 
because okay, Stafford's the problem, question. not the Lions. Um, yeah, listen, uh, you, I think it, I, I, I was trying to do the math, but I didn't get to. Uh, J.O. shared a, a great stat of uh, Goff and Stafford over the last five weeks where Goff has been yeah. a much, a much statistically, for what that's worth, yeah. a much that's better funny. quarterback than, than Matt Stafford. Uh, he played, yeah. obviously, playing the Jags gives you, you know, gives you some of your mojo back, and he threw, I think he threw four touchdowns um, over, over the weekend against those guys we're gonna see in the home stretch and this was my but this was my my concern with Matthew Stafford I feel like I feel like it's been twisted so many ways in our our side chats here but it's not that I don't think Matthew Stafford is a talented quarterback I think he is I think he's more talented than Jared Goff my point has always been he's not a winning player because he makes losing plays in games and it had nothing to me. Like you can talk about Detroit's talent all you want. They still had Calvin. They had seasons where they were seven and nine, six and ten. And there's a, there's games that they lost in there where he made mistakes that that led to them losing the games. And that's my and that's that's where it's my issue on the on the Rams. Where I was like, why why are you giving up all this draft capital? For a guy that I don't really think gives you a better chance to win than Goff does, because you know that Goff can be successful in your in your system. Like we we we've seen Matt Stafford just make dumb losing plays in games and cost cost his team wins. Uh, that that's been my thing. We're gonna see. You're gonna see what he's made of because you know they they won a playoff series last year. I forget what their record was. I thought they were eleven and five or twelve and four last year. So. They better they better get at least as many wins as they did with Goff for that to be. Well, um, it wasn't even Goff. It was that uh, that backup. I forgot his name. Well, that was the playoff game because he hurt yeah, his thumb. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about the regular season. I thought they got 11 or 12 wins. So that's Not been they had 11 wins. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been my over under for Stafford. He better at least match what Goff got them um, in the regular season. And they bet they better better make a playoff run. But that's that's where I'm with Stafford. Big, well, I, I, hey, big game this week, uh, Monday night, Arizona and the Rams. That's right. So they're and they're already lost one game to Arizona. So you know, yeah, let's uh, let's see what happens there. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, which is crazy because they're eight and four, but Jesus, do they are they good? They last week we were kind of sold on them that they were actually good. Two weeks ago, or two pods ago, we thought they were bad. Jo, where are we on the Ravens now? You're, you're, you're the Raven. You're my barometer for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, sorry, I never know where to cut you off, but I, I wanted to drop this on. Stafford. Oh, drop it! Just, 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 head, head, just get me. Heading into like, I think it was week twelve. Uh, my brother sent me this. John Matthew Stafford is now nine and seventy against teams with a winning record. Uh, it's wow. just, it's just the That's Lions' a good fault. Stat. That's a really good stat. Um. Yeah, I think it was two. I, um, the date on my phone says November thirtieth. So I think it was two, two, two weeks ago. Anyway, um, the Ravens, dude. I don't know. Like, <laughs> this is like, what do you want me to say? Like, they, they every week they suck, and they have like seventy five percent of the time they pull it out. Like, they're eight and four. I don't think they're gonna win this division. I don't. I just I've been saying that the whole year. That I said at the beginning of the year. I said at the beginning of the year they weren't gonna make the playoffs. It looks like they'll make the playoffs now, but like. I think one of the Bengals, Steelers, or Browns get hot and take the division. I just, I, I, I think there's too many flaws. Hey, Jordan, listen, you've been preaching it all year. I didn't believe you. I've, I think I've seen enough over these past four weeks, and I'm very concerned. I just think what's happened with them is the injuries finally caught up because we all know coming into the year they were ravaged by injuries. A lot of the, a lot has gone on Lamar Jackson's plate. Uh, he's struggled 
a lot. Yeah, over the last I, four I, and weeks. I don't even hate Lamar Jackson no, overall. Just, like I think yeah. he's I think he's good enough to put up winning season after winning season in the NFL. Yep. But like they're just it's just him and Mark Andrews out there and like they're just asking him to do so much and like that's yeah and now Marlon that's not Humphrey's who he like look like look at Mac Jones like they're asking him to throw three passes and winning games and like <laughs> the Ravens are like they all right Lamar be, be the entire offense like that's the which problem. he can do at, at a lot of times but like not when he's dealing with a crappy O-line and multiple backups on in multiple positions and a crappy defense. Yeah, and like, ever since that Miami game, they kind of figured out how to get to him. And yeah, he he can't find ways to break through and get that get those long runs like he used to. Uh, a lot like of to your on to your point with Aaron Rodgers and like guys like that. Like there's guys out there that can make it rain no matter what. And like yeah. that's not Lamar. Like Lamar, no, that's not him. Yeah. Sorry, no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to agree with you. It's it's uh, When we get to this who's in, who's out, I got a shocker for you, man. I, I got something for you with the Ravens. But Marlon Humphreys, uh, he's out for the year now. Another loss on defense. It's going to really affect them with these last five games. They got a lot of tough division games. Yeah, yeah they are uh, they got their point differential up to twenty plus 22 now, though, so I guess that's a plus. It was like, it was like plus four at one point. Yeah. So... Um, all right, so that's the Ravens. And then the last team I had on here, the Miami Dolphins have just kind of hung around. They they sur- Somehow they've survived the Tua injury. Well, I guess they lost a lot of those games when Tua was out, and now he's back, and they seem to be back back in business. Teddy, you, you had the Dolphins making the playoffs uh, yeah. back in the beginning of the year. What do you, okay. what are you seeing from Miami? Because I made a comment. They were, they were playing the Giants this weekend. It's... Uh, it's ten three, and it's the third like the the third quarter is coming to a close, and I'm just like, man, I like Tua, but like, I just gotta see more from. I was like, you're playing a depleted Giants team that stinks. I know you were trying to talk about their defense over the weekend, but like, they stink. Like I, that's a game where I need Tua just to just to go nuts and you know really just get his team in a spot where you know it might not come down to a, you know a crazy turnover and they end up losing that game what what have you seen from the dolphins here yeah you got to give them credit man uh five straight wins they started one and seven they're six and seven now they got the bye week they're gonna come back and they're gonna face the jets so you could you could see a team going from one and seven to seven and seven which is a very rare occurrence i think it's only happened uh once or twice in nfl history I think it's they're not going to have enough to make the playoffs. Um, they got the Titans. They got the Patriots. That's going to be two tough games. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they're going to have enough to get in the mix here with this wild card run. I thought maybe if they started the season off a little bit better, they could definitely give Buffalo a run for this division. But, I mean, we all see what's going on with New England. But, yeah, two, two, uh, uh, unfortunately, I, I saw a stat, and I forgot to write it down. But there was something where – Tua finally has a full 16 games to look at, and there was some numbers in there that were very should be assuring to Miami that he's actually been progressing over those 16 games, which is a good sign. I know what you're saying. You kind of see him want to do a little more against these really bad teams, but he's still a quarterback who's developing. Uh, what we do know is Jalen Waddell, the guy is a target monster. Ballin. They, that was a great draft pick for them because now Tua has his guy and he's always looking for him and he's always open. You got the big tight end and Mike Kosicki. And if this team can find a good running game uh, next season, they should be right in the mix. So Miami, 
finally kind of turning around to what I thought maybe they'd be a little more competitive this year. And uh, defensively, yeah, they've stepped up as well defensively. You got to give them credit there as well. Yeah, and they were they were getting trashed for the Waddle pick because they you know they gave up next year's first to the Eagle when they yeah. were on that losing streak. Because yeah, so I mean it's really that's that's really turned around and just being from yeah. Philly. Uh, they were the, the they were licking their we were the Eagles fans were licking their chops at potentially having three top ten picks this year and now now they might have just three picks in the teens the way the Colts the Dolphins and and themselves have kind of turned things around here so yeah uh, and piggyback off of that I also said uh, I think it was the second one where I was like yeah Dolphins the te- a team like the did. Dolphins with with the arrow pointing north was my, was yeah. my quote. And that is that just haunted me with every loss they had, and I was like, I just said their arrow was pointing north. In the yeah. now, in, now in, I feel a little the, vindicated. In the words of the great Stank Martin, "Good news makes the compass point north." Yeah. Um, so I, I feel a little bit better as well about that. Um, fun team, fun team. All right, well, that's our that's kind of our preseason funsies. Uh, next four weeks, who's in? Who's out? Big games. Uh, I've got I've got three teams that I'm really interested in looking at. Let's I've been talking a lot because, like I said, I'm I'm just I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm in the zone here with this Greek yeah, Mountain. Go for tea. It, man. I'm kind of I'm kind of kind of wondering if really the stuff that I'm joking about that's in this Greek Mountain tea really isn't the stuff <laughs> uh, Ted at it this point. But no, you know, let's Jay. Let's start with you. You're you're always full of insight and knowledge and research. What do, what do you got? What do you got going on here for the next four weeks? Next four weeks. Okay, so. Um, my goodness, there's a ton. Um, Gosh, I don't know. God, no, I do. I know exactly. Um, there's three teams I circled, and then week 18 is just chock full of, of de facto playoff games. Um, so the three teams I'm looking at are Cleveland, Miami, and Philly. And, I, and I'm only saying that because of the schedule. But Miami's on bye. Coming out of the bye, they have the Jets. At New Orleans, who now Taysom Hill has a finger injury, so what's going on there? At Tennessee, who I'm predicting is going to have a collapse. And then New England in week 18. So, like, are they just going to keep winning? Like, are they going to be in playoff spots? <clears throat> that That's wild. Philly, um, they, they have a bye this week as well. And then coming out of the bye, they have uh, Washington – at home, the Giants at home, at Washington, and then Dallas. So, say they split with Washington, beat the Giants, that gets them to eight wins. And then in week 18, is Dallas going to be resting all their players? Like, if Dallas is resting all their players, is that a third win for them? That gets them to nine wins. Like, that's that's kind of crazy. Um, and then I circled Cleveland as well, which a little bit tougher uh row to hoe but um it's baltimore this week they just, yeah they got, <laughs> um they have baltimore then vegas at green bay at pittsburgh cincinnati so very tough schedule but the reason why i'm keeping an eye on them is they are built for cold weather tough defense running the ball I think that they can have an advantage over some teams like Baltimore, Vegas, and Pittsburgh, even Cincinnati, who they have in Week 18, where they're just built for some cold-weather games. Uh, so very tough schedule, but that interests me. And then de facto playoff games, prob- like potentially in Week 18. 
Atlanta, New Orleans in, in Atlanta. Um, Baltimore, Pittsburgh in Baltimore. Um, Tampa Bay, are they going to be resting players? Because is Carolina still going to be in the mix at, at Carolina? Um, Chicago at Minnesota. Cincinnati at Cleveland. Again, we talked about Dallas at Philly. Um, Denver versus Kansas City. Is Kansas City going to be resting people? Um, a home game for Denver. Man, I don't know. Um, Sam, the Rams at home versus San Francisco. That's a potential play, playoff game. Vegas at home versus the Chargers. That's a potential playoff game. Um, Giants at home versus Washington. Ah, gosh, week 18 is going to be absolutely bonkers. And, like, can't wait. It's going to be. I, to, I, I feel like it's going to be different than week 17 just because with with only one buy now, is that going to lead to less teams sitting players? Is that going to lead to yeah. more teams sitting players? Um, Interesting you know, strategies. Yeah, like what like what's going to happen with that? Um, man, I don't know. I think week 18 has a chance to be one that we remember just because it's kind of breaking new ground, you know, blazing a new trail and like what what where are we going with this? I I don't I don't know if anybody knows. Um where we're going, we don't need no roads. We don't need any roads. Good one. Um I don't know, Ted Teddy, what are you thinking? Yeah, I I kind of broke this down uh I did my who's in, who's out and games to look at kind of as, as separate things. So but, Yeah, um, I did t- I did I, too. I, okay, so I'll I'll just start I'll just do who's in, who's out and uh I mean, you you mentioned all these de facto playoff games. I mean, I kind of just wanted to joke around and say, listen, every single game that's played in the AFC North in the division is going to be one to watch because yeah. this whole, this whole division right now is all uh, 500 or, or above, all four teams, and they're all going to play each other here in the last month. And uh, here's my shocker. Yeah, you're you're going to be happy with this, Jordan. I looked at all the schedules of every AFC team that's in the mix right now. I kind of agree with you with the Cleveland Browns. In in the preview show, uh, all the way back in September, I had the Browns going 12-4 and four and winning this whole division, right? So it's, now it's time for them to, to start winning some games and make me look smart. And looking at the schedule, like you said, they're built for cold weather. They got the two really good running backs. Baker got the week off that he needed very bad because he's been beat up. I think this team's going to get back on track. I think Cleveland's going to go on a run. And they're going to somehow win this division and go ten and seven. I have the wow. same exact thing. I have so the I, same thing, Teddy. Yeah. So there we I, go. That's so why I have you. the same exact thing. That's why. There we go. Yeah. So I got the Browns. You and me are on the same page there with the Browns. That means my epic collapse team. Who's out? The Baltimore Ravens. I've seen enough out of these last four weeks. I'm very concerned with the injuries. Look at their schedule. They have to play Green Bay. They have to play the Rams. They have to play the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Browns again. Are they going to win any of these games? I mean, we're, we're going to find out if, what Lamar's made out of and if this team has enough. If they lose all those games, I don't see them going any better than 8-9 uh, or 9-8. and eight. That's what I have them at. So that means the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you look at their schedule, I think they got a little something going now. Big Ben, I know it's his last year. He's going to want to go out on a high note. You know, I think that tie is going to help them at the end of the day. So that – I have them going nine, seven, and one. The the Bengals are gonna just miss out going nine and eight, and that wow. tie that tie is gonna help the Steelers wow. sneak oh, into the man. seventh seed. So I got the Browns getting in, the Steelers getting in with that final seed. Uh, 
The Titans, I think, are going to win the division. I know you got the Titans as a collapse team. And a four, unfortunately, the odd team out, uh, your Indianapolis Colts, I just don't think they're going to have enough to get in there yeah. because that tie for the Steelers, I'm telling you, is going to come in, in handy. Just watch for it. Week 18, that tie is going to be a big thing for them. Okay. I'm all about good stuff. I can I can get on board with the Ravens missing the playoffs. You guys are yeah. drunk thinking the Browns are winning that division. You're drunk. Division. <laughs> You're drunk. Oh who man. You got, who do you got winning it? Well, let me go through my weeks first because I. They're all uh, pretenders. Who you got? Well, yeah. That, 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 listen, that's the AFC, and, and oh, I also have Buffalo uh, oh, yeah, kind of going keep on rolling. a run here to winning as well. So. But go ahead, Drew. No, no, no. I forgot. I, go ahead. Do your NFC. Oh, okay. you Do know, your NFC. Gonna, well, no, I was just going to say that. So. Division winners. Who's we don't even have to say division winners. I'll just say that my three wild card teams. Well, hold on. Do you have? Do you? Have, are you done with your schedule? Because I'll, I'll at the end here. I was going to say let's go through the conferences oh, okay. and then pick I won't, all. Then I, we'll, then I we'll, won't say it. Then. Okay, I was going to say we'll list but, all set. We'll list all seven, so it's well, nice and for clean the for NFC, everybody. Yeah, for the NFC, then uh, I don't like. I know you picked Philly, uh, Jordan. You're saying Philly's the team to watch. For me, it's Washington because they're going to play D- Dallas twice and Philly twice. If they can split those. Get the win against the Giants. They're right in the mix there. They're already in the. They're already sitting at the sixth spot. Uh, 49ers have to win this game against the Bengals Sunday. If they don't, you could kiss any playoff run goodbye. I. And if you're looking at any of those other five and seven teams, who's gonna kind of make a run and uh, maybe sneak in? The Vikings, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Saints. If there's one team that's interests me actually, look at the Atlanta Falcons schedule. Yeah, it's Detroit. easy. Detroit, Carolina, New Orleans, and the Niners. So that that'll be interesting if they can win a couple games there. So go ahead, Drew. All right. So my I I like I, I like your Falcons call there, uh, but the schedule. Yeah. The here's four teams that I really look at that have a big big four weeks. Um, Arizona Cardinals. I know they're ten and two. They're probably a lock, but they're I'm looking at them more long term. For are they going to be able to hold on to the one seed and the buy? Because we've talked about it. Every pod, there's only one by now, so this one seed becomes even more critical. Their next four games are the Rams, the Colts, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. So you have three playoff teams, possibly three, you know, yeah, three teams that could win their divisions. Uh, and the Seahawks, who listen, we, we talked about their, you know, th- there's issues there, but they are still in a division game. Like they're still capable of pulling up an upset. So that's a tough, a tough four week stretch there. And again, I'm not worried about them making the playoffs, but that one seed I think uh, is for, for a young team like the Cardinals now who are going to be, you know, in uncharted waters, I think having home field means more to them than any of these other teams here at the top of the, uh, of the NFC. Um, I have both the football team and the Eagles to watch. They both, the Eagles are playing all division games too. So both all the all the games that are left for both of these teams are division it's games. It's going to come down to one of those two. Yeah, yep. and so and they and again they play each other and twice. Play, yep, so exactly. if it. if one of them can sweep, I mean that's that's there. That's huge. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then the last team, Jo, your squad, the Minnesota Vikings. They're again they really really chalked up a stinker against. Uh, oh against yeah. I- I forgot. I circled that as my only game outside of Week 18. Pitt, Pittsburgh, Minnesota. It's a do-or-die game for pretty much. Both oh yeah, teams. it is. Yeah, yeah. Both teams. this week, Week 14, Thursday night. Uh, I yeah. I mean, they have of the I they have one gimme game, but three of their three of their next four: Pittsburgh Chargers. Oh no, sorry, Pittsburgh Rams Packers. I mean, that is brutal. So. 
they're I mean they're really gonna have to go up to another level if they I've got them out yeah if I've they want to if they yeah, want to make I, the playoffs I, I finally so. jumped off the um, so let's all right so let's go through it so let's go through our seven teams in each conference I'll I'll go ahead and start so my my NFC I have the Cowboys still winning the division Packers Buccaneers and Cardinals so those are my four division winners yep I'm gonna give the Rams a wild card. I I wanted to pick both the football team and the Eagles because they're both playing all NFC East teams, which is trash. But the fact that they have to play each other twice, I feel like yeah, that's, that's gonna that's that's gonna knock one of them out. I'm gonna go with the football team. I, I think they're on a little bit of a hot streak and they actually can run an offense where they can throw the ball a little bit and not be worried that they're gonna lose the game. <laughs> so I'm gonna go to the football team and Teddy, I took the Niners. I didn't feel right. good. I didn't feel good about it, but like I don't either. I looked at like when I'm because this was kind of my thing with the Falcons. Because last last pod I picked the Falcons to sneak into the playoffs. Looking at their schedules, I'm like, well, they ha- they have some cupcakes, and then I'm like for both the Niners and the Falcons, and I was just like, yep. ah, they're cupcakes, but are either of these teams consistent enough to even take care of cupcakes? Like they're cupcakes and they play each other. So, so I, I took the Niners for you just cause you're a Niners fan. Uh, so I I, that's, that, that's, that's where I rolled in the NFC. So the, the, the only tough call I had there was between the football team and the Eagles. The AFC is a bear trap. This was tough. Yeah. Um, I took the Pats winning the division just based on last night. I had put them both down and whoever won that game I said was going to end up winning uh winning the division. So, I have Patriots. I think the Titans are going to hold on because the Colts schedule is pretty brutal. So, I think the Titans are going to make the playoffs and win the division. I have the Ravens holding on because I think while they have a tough schedule, they they just seem to luck into close game wins more often than not. If they miss the playoffs and it comes down to that this ridiculous call to go for two here uh this past week, I, I don't even know what to say. Um, I got the Chiefs. They're gonna take. They're gonna take the West. My three wild cards: Bills are gonna make it. <sighs> I took the Chargers because I just I can't. I I look at their roster, and I just I can't see that they can't make it. Like they've been so inconsistent, but I I just can't fathom that they're not going to get one of those playoff spots. And the last one, I took the Colts. I wrote down Colts and Bengals because the Bengals have a really favorable schedule, I think, going down the stretch here. I just uh, I just can't I, I want I just want to root for JTT, so I took the Colts. The Bengals have a favorable schedule. I thought they did. I don't think they have they do. San Francisco at home, then they go at Denver. Okay. okay. Ho- home versus Baltimore, home versus Kansas City, and then at Cleveland. All right. So I and but in my, yeah. So for me, I I don't. I mean, the Niners to me, that's not. I mean, I think that's a favorable game. They're playing them at home. The Niners are in playoff position. Denver's five hundred. Denver stinks. Bal- Baltimore's cool. the first the, team in their division. The Kansas City's the first team in their. Yeah. Division. So I think I think I don't I I have them I have them going three and two to finish. Uh, so the two worst teams they're playing are both road games. Yeah, and I think they're going to be three. I think they're going to be three and two to finish out the season. Thanks very highly could, of could Joey be. B. I just think they're going to throw. I just, I, I, tr- yeah, I trust the Bengals more than those other teams. But it's not a cake schedule. I, I, I just don't think it's. I don't think it's terrible. I think it's easier than the Colts' remaining schedule. The Colts' remaining schedule. It's debatable. Is a bye this week at home versus New England at Arizona and then Vegas at home and at Jacksonville. So, no. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Jacksonville, yeah, Ra- the, Ra- the Raiders <laughs> are the trash. The was over quick. Yeah, the Raiders, the Raiders are trash. You're right. So even at six and six, yeah, they're trash. All right, I'm with yeah. you. Ted, rack rack them down. Who do you got? All right, at NFC. I feel like it's a lot easier to call right now than yeah, uh, yeah, the for sure. AFC. So uh, I'm with you on the division winners: uh, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Dallas. Although these Dallas games with uh, Philly and Washington are going to be very interesting, but I think Dallas still holds on to win it. Uh, so I got obviously I got the Rams as my wild card, as my first wild card, and then for me it's the 49ers, just because, like you said, you look at their schedule; they're already in playoff position. They got Cincinnati, they got Houston, and they got Atlanta. That those are three games that you feel like that they should win. Yeah, and then. Maybe the Rams are resting players in Week 18. Maybe they get a lucky break. They already beat them, and they have to play the te- they have to play the Titans on a Thursday night in Nashville. That's going to be a, a tough one. But like I said, the Niners under Shanahan going to the East Coast games have a winning record, and they play pretty well. So uh, I got the Niners getting in, and then for me again, just like you guys, is between Washington and the Eagles. I think that Washington has just got a little something going on going on right now. A little mojo. Um, they won a division last year, you know, uh, Riverboat Ron, great coach. Heineke's playing great. Defense is playing better. So give me Washington to get in there as the other wild card team. Now the AFC, AFC is so muddled, man. I mean, the Chiefs should win the division, but they got the, the Chargers on a Thursday night in uh, week 16, I believe, is when that game is, or week 15, Chiefs and Chargers. That's going to determine the division because the Chargers already have a win over the Chiefs. And if you look at the other games that the Chargers have, the Giants, the Texans, the, the Broncos, and the Raiders. So that there's no reason that the Chargers can't go 4-1 and one or 5-0 and oh in that span and either make a run to win a division or, or get, that, get that wild card spot. So uh, give me the Chiefs and Chargers both getting in. Uh, other division winners, the Patriots. Uh, and I will say that the Titans, I believe their schedule's better than the Colts. They'll, they'll hang on to win their division. And like I said before, the big shocker, the Cleveland Browns, going to go on a run. Got them winning the division. My wild card teams, uh, I already said either the Chiefs or the Chargers will be one of the wild cards. Uh, Buffalo, I feel like, is going to make a run here at the end. They have to. And uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, getting in there at that seven wow. seed. Big, big Ben. Big Ben making the one last run at the playoffs. From your lips to God's ears. Let's see if it happens. Um, Jay Joseph. Yeah, so NFC, again, easy. Same division winners as you guys. Rams, the five seed. Uh, I put the Niners as the as the uh, six seed. Um, I think it's six and six. They're just that one game ahead um, compared to a lot of these other teams. Um, and I think their last five games are all winnable. Mm-hmm. Especially, you, you, Teddy, you noted that, you noted that um, at Tennessee game. I'm predicting a Tennessee collapse, so I think that's winnable as well. And then seven, I'm going with the Eagles. Um, you know, and that's basically because I, I, for Washington and maybe this is wrong, but I'm, and I think this is what it basically comes down to. Um, Dallas is going to want to cement the division in the two games against Washington in week 14 and week 16. And then Philly is going to get Dallas resting people in week 18. And so I think, I think. Washington Washington comes up with two wins and Philly comes up with three wins in that span. You don't um, you don't you don't think it's because Jalen Hurts is really good? Um, no, <laughs> I, I, I well, whatever the case is, you know, I think they're doing enough to win games in this crappy NFL. So 
Um, I but I think that that ends up being the 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 difference. Washington plays Dallas twice when Dallas is trying, and Philly gets Dallas when they're not trying. Um, that's on paper. I'm sure it'll blow up in my face as per usual. Um, A, uh, AFC, Pats, Kansas City are the easy ones for me. Um, Cleveland, Teddy, I'm with you there. I just Let's go. I, I don't. You guys like, are drunk. You guys are yeah, drunk. We really, we're, but they're all pretenders. So like, I'll just take the team that plays D and runs the ball. Um, and then I'm I'm calling it. I'm calling the Tennessee collapse. The Indy Colts. They're on fire. John and Jonathan Taylor, we trust. Um, I, I don't. Again, I that was another guy that I planted the flag when he was drafted, and everyone was like, "Oh, this and that, this and that." Oh, Wisconsin running backs, and I'm like, "No, he's he's a beast," and uh, I'm I just love that guy. Um, from there in the wild card, I'm going Bills. I agree with the Chargers and Teddy. I I have the Ravens just because. The problem is the Ravens are already at eight wins, yeah. so yeah. they really have to collapse, like you, like uh, you're yeah, predicting. I got them collapsing. Um, but like if they and they just keep squeaking, if they squeak out one, yeah, all they win, really need is one win. All they need, and is that one. gets them to nine. And if they yeah. do two, then yeah, like, that, I mean, that's a nail in the coffin. They're in. They're basically they have in, to like, win two because because. Steelers, you know, nine. That, I mean, I keep saying it, but that tie is, is going to – they have to get to ten wins. They, they need so to they're win at games. Cleveland, home versus Green Bay, at Cincinnati, home versus the Rams, and then Pittsburgh in week 18. So. Against a Cincinnati team that blew them out in Baltimore and Cleveland yeah. who uh, only lost to them by six points. So it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, they really could collapse. Um, but, like, it just – they're already, like, 90% of the way there. So I picked – I did pick the Ravens over the Steelers. Um so, I do want to give it. I'll give a. Sh- I just want to give one shout out, quick. A buddy of mine who listens to our podcast. He's a big Titans fan. He's he's gonna get on me if I don't. You call. You're calling a Titans collapse. He's gonna get on me if I don't defend them. So I'll say, hey, Titans are not gonna collapse. Big shout out to Chris. He loves he loves listening to this podcast. He's a big fan of it. Oh, so. thanks, Chris. Thanks for yeah. listening. But um, Drew, remember when CMC went down and you were like, oh, like seventy percent of the offense, like yeah, Derek Derek Henry went down. Like that's why I'm picking that. Like. Well, Henry, not and for the and for the Titans, not only did Henry go down, but AJ Brown and Julio, like everybody, just seems yeah. to be getting hurt. And Julio's coming back, and the, let's see what this buy did for them. I mean, let's see if they they're going to change things up. Maybe uh, who was that who, that they signed? Deontay Foreman or was it Hilliard that looked really good in that last game against New England? Yeah, um, I think hey, Hilliard looked good, right? I, I said at the beginning of the season. Sorry, Chris, please still listen to the podcast. But <laughs> I said at the beginning of the season. The chariot is going to turn back, back into, into the pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah, you did say it. You did call that preseason yeah. preview. You're right. Sticking with it. All right. I like All it. All right, Drew, what, what else you got Beautiful. for us? Uh, where are we at on the MVP? Still Tom Brady? Uh, TB12. Yeah, I mean, what I what I had on the MVP was that I think it's such a wide-open thing. I, I don't think you could say there's a, there's like a leader or, or anything like that. I guess it by default. Well, let me, gotta, let me ask you this, Ted. Yeah, what does on. what does JTT have to do to take it away from Brady? To, he, he they have they have to they have to go undefeated the rest of the correct. way, and they have to win the division. Because right. those are the to yeah. me those are the yeah. only two guys right now no, that are right, in the cause, conversation. Because Kyler missed too many missed, games. Yeah, he missed Kyler games. missed yep, games, yep, and the yep. Cardinals the Cardinals won with him. So yeah, it's between Brady and and uh, Taylor. I'm sorry, it's between Brady and I'm sorry. Yeah, you got mean? it. 
I thought, I'm good. sorry. I thought I started hearing things in my headphones. Uh, no, you're yeah. good. You're good. But between no, the, uh, yeah, you. you're right. It's between Brady and JT. JT's got to lead him to the playoffs to, to take it away from Brady. Jo, for you? Yeah, no, same exact thing. I, I'm I'm at TB12. Um, you know, because just who else has been consistent and whose else team is up there? Yeah. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I, I, like if 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 they if the Indy goes undefeated the rest of the way, um, and wins the division, and JTT just puts up like in those four remaining games that they have, he puts up like seven hundred yards, and ends yeah. up with like nineteen hundred yards rushing or something. Like, yeah, you could see that. But chances are, in that t- same time frame, t- in those five games, Tom Brady's gonna put up. Mm, let's see, three touch, like another fifteen touchdowns. Like, <laughs> you know, like is it's just. It's gonna probably gonna be. It's Tom ridiculous Brady. his numbers. It really, it really is. Ah, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 speaking of Brady, I forgot for uh, incomplete uh, Gronk top three tight end. I know Jordan love hearing about this. <laughs> oh, give the God. stat, give the stat, Teddy. Well, the stat that I saw was I know this is kind of more fantasy related, but if if you take Gronk's stats and you project them out to a full season, if he was healthy, he would be the top tight end in oh. the league, and that's what me and Drew predicted in that's the right. preseason. That's right. Oh, so if if he was healthy, and as I said earlier, <laughs> if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Well, that always makes that's always like the the per. I always hate when they talk about guys per thirty six, like in the NBA, because yeah. it's like, well, there's a reason why that guy's only playing eight minutes a game. <laughs> Yeah. And one, not one 36. Cool, yeah, one cool thing with Gronk, he's he's uh, on the precipice of some some cool records. I think he needs one more 100-yard 100, 100 receiving game to tie or pass Tony Gonzalez. I think in uh, tight end receiving games, I think 31 is the number. And uh, him and Brady, I think, are now second all-time in, you know, quarterback to receiver all-time touchdowns. I think they – I don't know who they're behind. I think maybe Peyton and uh, Marvin Harrison or something like that. So they – they need a couple more to get to first place on that as well. So be on the lookout for those stats. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I feel like when we used to talk years ago, when the, they were the Pats were still being competitive and winning Super Bowls, some of our buddies would be like, "Oh, Brady doesn't have any generationally great players on his team," and this. It's like, I guess you could probably make the case Gronk Michael bet go down as the best tight end yeah. ever. I mean, he might. I mean, he'll be right there with with Gonzalez. Gonzalez. And- and who else? Antonio Gates. I mean, he'll be right up there with those guys. So yeah, yeah. So yep. uh, kudos to Gronk. Um, that's all I had, except for you guys got anything else before I I give Teddy the floor? No. Uh-uh. Teddy, any any no, other thoughts it. here? No, Teddy. No, that's uh... time. Time is yours. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Oh, Jalen Hurts. We're gonna talk time about is Hurts. time is yours, bro. Time is yours. <laughs> Time we, is yours. What do, what do we want to talk about? Just tell, here? tell me. I this. Uh, here's what do the stats say. Here's what here's what I, here's my and everybody. Here's here's. I'm sure Jalen Hurts is a great guy. I'm sure he's a yep. nice guy. His competitive fire is great. Sure. What what bothers me so much is that I, I'm nowhere near the football mind that Teddy Rapantis is. This is. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, come this, on. This no, this I mean, no, this is Teddy. Teddy knows football. He's the football guy. That's why I you know. I got him onto this this podcast. He was the guy. He was the only guy. Uh, it, this is why I but I, so I get so mad that like I can see that this guy's not good, but he somehow he's got Teddy fooled. I don't understand it, and that's why I get so mad. I get so mad because <laughs> you, you Teddy watch. Teddy should be able to read between this and know that he's not good, and he can't. 
Listen, listen, I, you watch way more uh, Eagles games than I do. I'm not watching every snap. So you, you, are, you might be uh, looking at more than I am, and you, you might be right here. You, you're, you've always said that he cannot make progression reads past his first uh, progression, you know, his first read. So you've been on that. And, and the stat that I pulled out I sent to you guys, uh, first 15 career starts between Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, uh, very similar. Lamar Jackson – 4,120 yards passing, uh, no, of total offense. Jalen Hurts is at 4,115. 26 touchdowns for Lamar, 29 for Hurts. 12 turnovers for uh, Lamar in his first 15 games. Jalen, 11. Uh, 213 first downs for Lamar Jackson, 209 first downs for, for Hurts. So my thing was, listen, he might not end up being anything beyond this year, but I think that this year alone – He's given enough to the Eagles now. I know, I know he chose the bet, the worst time to have a, his worst game of the year against the Giants. That was a game they had to have, and they should have won that one. And, and he just played poorly. How many? How but, many? Red, how many red zone interceptions? What do you have? Two or three? I don't even remember. Two red zone interceptions. Two four zone interceptions, interceptions for the game. And and we know that stat that uh, he's the worst quarterback when throwing the ball twenty yards down the field. He's had the most interceptions of any quarterback. But if you, if you compare those two stats, Lamar, you know. We, he had half of a rookie year, ended up having an MVP year the following year. Hertz is just not, you know, obviously doesn't have the same amount of wins as Lamar had. He's not going to have – he's not leading this team and he's in, into an MVP year. But Hertz, I think, has given the Eagles enough to say, all right, let's see if this guy could develop any further. If you remember in college, he had the same situation in Alabama. Tua took over. He went to Oklahoma. What did he do? He had a really successful career there in Oklahoma. So he's got the chip on his back. Now he's probably listening to all his Philly sports talk radio, talking about Gardner Minshew and his bomber jacket, how this guy should be the starter now. Uh, Nick Sirianni, you got to give him credit, the head coach, came out right away and nipped it in the bud, said, hey, Hurts is our quarterback. When he's yeah, he has to be. He had to do that because a, a lot of coaches wouldn't do that. Look at, look at Robert Sala with the Jets. I mean, he never came out and said, Zach Wilson's going to be our quarterback. But uh, – I think Hurts, listen, I, I, I know his deficiencies. I know he had a lot of games there where he hasn't looked that great and he hasn't stepped up and won games that he's supposed to. But I think he's done enough at least to get another year, another try at it next season, maybe with those first-round picks to help build the team around him. We'll see. Yeah, and I – and again, I, I – he should be starting over Minshew. Like, you, you know what Minshew is. You need to, you need to fully know what Hurts is. When yeah. you go into this offseason. So, 100%. And, and to Jordan's cl- point from early, I'm sorry, and to Jordan's point earlier in the podcast, he said a guy like Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, they stopped be- being the team that they were on film and changed it up. What did the Eagles start doing? They started running the ball more. They, they played to Jalen Hurts' strengths. Run the ball more. Don't make him pass as much if he's, if he's not a good <laughs> throw. Yeah, but no, and that and that and that but that goes to my stat. He's throwing yeah. the ball less, and in that time, fifty-seven yeah. percent completion percentage, three touchdowns, and four interceptions, which is just absolutely yeah, brutal. It's not good. Um, it's not and yeah, good. and when you watch the game, that's why I like you always have to kind of look at stats because you know I've at least three games this year I watched. You know. He's got them in such a hole because he can't he can't move the ball and read the defense that yeah. a, a, the Buccaneers is a, is a great example. The Bucks are up twenty eight to seven, and so for 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 two and a half quarters, the Bucks are just sitting back and prevent defense, just saying, "Yeah, all right, cool, go ahead, move the ball in between the uh, 
you know, in yeah. between the twenties, it's fine. We don't we don't care. Do your rushing, like that's fine. They they, they when the, when the game actually got a little bit closer, they literally were on the forty their their own forty nine yard line on a fourth down fourth and inches where they could have just punted in. They said, nah, we're fine. If we give you the ball here, you're not going to do anything to us anyway. So, um, yeah. that's my thing. Like he just can't to me. Like he can't. He can't. He doesn't. He can't read progressions. He can't throw over twenty yards. Like his for me for a quarterback like Lamar, like a Lamar, and you know our guy since we talked about him a couple times this week, Vince Young. Their their problems early was never to me processing information, which is always that that's what makes the great quarterbacks great, the ones that can process information quickly. With yeah. those guys, it was mechanics, and I, I thought Lamar to to his credit corrected some of his mechanical issues throwing the football vince young never did he continued to do that weird sidearm throw that he did which is why he didn't last very long in the nfl um for me for hurts like it's not even just to make it's not really a mechanic it's just like said he he can't read the progressions like, and there's just throws yeah there's the talent they have talent there like it's not like a talent thing and like you could see Minshew out great granted yeah like he took some check downs but he he went through progressions and made plays that extended drives on Sunday against the Jets Definitely. that it's that the Jets, that though. yeah that hurts hurts can't make or then tries to it just tries to make something with his Does feet and again the decision making you know Minshew and let's not act like Minshew's like you know a veteran quarterback here um, you know he's still he's still relatively new to the NFL right I mean I think he's only in his third year. Right, and he's never really busy. Yeah, only his third year. He's 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 making smart plays in the red zone when you know you have to come away with points. Whereas you know, Hertz is throwing red zone. In, you know, he's taking sacks in the red zone, getting in a field goal range. He's throwing picks in there. I, I, yeah, I just I, I can't with the Jalen Hurts stuff. With Gardner Minshew, I mean, uh, let's give credit to the Eagles on that as well. Because I mean, you could say great Urban trade. Meyer, great yeah, trade. Urban Meyer and the Jags kind of made a mistake. You had a guy in your program that uh, could have came in there, helped out Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they, they got rid of him because, I guess, they didn't want Lawrence to feel the heat because, you know, Gardner had a big following in Jacksonville, and a lot of a lot of um, fans wanted him to start. But that's a guy that could have been uh, some veteran help for Trevor Lawrence, and now he's yeah. in Philly. It's a really nice story. Um, I hope he gets another chance somewhere eventually because it would be cool to see what he could do with a full another full season if he could turn it around. He, he didn't really do that well when he had a full season in Jacksonville. But, listen, Jalen Hurts, I think he deserves another another year. Uh, we've been down this road before in Philly, you know, with, with the backups always being yeah. the, the top dogs. I mean, Nick Foles, Kevin Cobb, A.J. Feely. It seems like every time Philly has some backup quarterback that comes in there, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, the, right, the Philly fans are like, oh, bring this guy in, let him start. Who cares about the starter? Let Jalen Hurts – Let's see what he does these last five games. Can he get this team into a playoff position? And then we'll talk about it. Yeah, I, Minshew. I reading defenses and progressions is something that he could work on in the offseason. And if uh, he doesn't, it's if tough. he doesn't, I know if he doesn't, then he's gone. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that's the hardest part. And that just comes naturally to a lot of guys. I, I will, Min, Minshew, Minshew needs to be on a team like the Bears where they can run the football yeah. and they play great. Like that's that's like a team where his skill set would be perfect because that's he does yeah, there. he doesn't have to do too much and he can make the th- he like Mac Joe like he can make the throws you need him to make without making mistakes. Like that's Definitely. that's the kind of that's like the perfect like you know target team maybe for him in the offseason if they uh if they don't want if they realize if they think Fields needs just to you know needs to keep kind of learning as he goes. So 
Um, if Hurts if Hertz gets the Eagles into the playoffs, is, is Russell Wilson still coming next year? Oh, absolutely. That yeah, they 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 were they were ready to ship Hurts and and draft picks to uh, to Houston without even knowing if Deshaun Watson could play this season. Oh, that's for sure, point. Russell. Yeah, and you and you. That's what I'm saying. You you know that's why you need to keep Hurts out there to show to, to show show him off because if you're Seattle. You know, you don't. It's not a complete restart if you have a guy like Hertz that can just make some plays and maybe win you a few games, and then you don't have to throw in as many draft picks. And the Eagles, the Eagles have three firsts next year, and two of them aren't there, so they can pa- they they can probably offer the most uh, attractive package to the Seahawks, a, a replacement quarterback who's not not going to be the yeah you know, the forever guy, but a guy to at least keep fans happy and you know keep keep you competitive, and and draft picks. So I yeah I I would. I, I think they are the front runner to land Russell Wilson if he becomes available. That's just my Guys, my thoughts. So, can we, can we please, for the love of God, <laughs> wrap up the Jalen Hurts Gardner Gardner Minshew portion of this? I need it. I need I, I I need I need this a peace of mind because you have no idea how much it frustrates me to for Teddy to like I like his love for Russell Westbrook. I get because Teddy's a novice to the NBA compared to me that I could, I can understand where he's fooled by, by the numbers, but football, yeah. I just can't, I, that should be me telling Teddy that hurts is good. Not the other way around. Hey, listen, listen, you like to troll me. Sometimes I like to troll a little bit with this <laughs> stuff too. Oh man. Jay, you got any, you got any good stuff here? Uh, no, 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 let's, let's just, pl- let me just move on. Hey, Oh man, exactly. what are you what are you doing this weekend, Ted? What am I doing this weekend? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing Saturday? Anything good? Uh, oh, I'm not gonna. I know you guys are going to a boxing match. Oh, uh, we're gonna be. Uh, I was gonna say if you're uh, if you're in the New York metropolitan area, let's let's grab uh, grab some Greek tea. I wish I was gonna be around. I'm actually gonna be down in Atlantic City. Uh, Ooh, there's a there's a comedy show. I'm gonna be taking my mom to. And, nice. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to be in the area. I would have loved to have been around, but I, I hope you guys have an awesome time at the Garden. I know you've been looking forward to it. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I love it. J.O., no more closing thoughts. You're all good. No, uh, thank you to uh, Brick, getabrick.com. Um, looking forward to continue our December with them. And um, uh, I guess I guess on that note, we should hit the bricks, huh? Hit the oh. bricks. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> as usual. Hey. Oh no, I'm not doing it. We doing this? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say any uh, any of those two minute warning uh, things that you that you. Like no, I figured the who's in, who's out was basically the two minute okay, warning because we, perfect. you know, that's basically what they were all gonna be until you guys came up with the who's in, who's out segment. So perfect. I was just gonna go down the list. Uh, yeah. Well, now can I do my line? Yeah, do your line. All right. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. On any given Sunday. You're either going to win or you're going to lose.